Welcome to the Otaku Melancholy Podcast, or as we are known in our longer title, I was bored one day and decided to waste my life making an anime podcast. My name is Matt, and and uh, the first time I googled this anime, I googled what was it? My stepmom's my stepmom's daughter, uh, my stepmom's ex is my daughter. Yeah, it didn't go too well. And I'm Audrey. And my father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate is my ex. So what does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Well, I mean, it makes you uh, it makes you people. And that's the real value that we've learned through this anime is that people matter. Do they? They don't. This is animisery territory. Let's just be real honest with this. It let's was your score below a three or three or below? No, actually. What? Yeah. That's what, what? surprised me too. Oh my gosh! I uh, hold the phone. Maybe, maybe, maybe it was just me who didn't like the show. Let's. Uh... Oh, don't get me wrong. I didn't like it, but I don't <laughs> know if uh, if it made me miserable. It didn't make you miserable. I. It made me miserable. It made me miserable. Interesting. I, 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 I totally thought we were going to be in consensus about this. I thought we were both going to have a good old hate fuck over here, but maybe not. So anyways, you can read today's episode is on my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Uh, the wheel, hallow be thy name, decided on this. <laughs> yeah, the wheel has a vendetta against us. It is anim- Little did we know that when we performed the ritual to summon the wheel... The soul of Animisery inhabited the body. <laughs> I mean, the wheel giveth and the wheel taketh, but the taketh is a whole lot disproportionate compared to the giveth. Ain't that yeah, right? The giveth has been nothing. <laughs> the high School of the Dead wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, alright? Reckoning with the Rose King wasn't bad. It was boring, but it wasn't bad. Yeah. But that's the thing. We have not gone above that baseline yet. I'm sure the next time we spin the wheel, the wheel will give it something pretty good, right? I mean, the wheel is just a mirror, a reflection of what's on our fucking list, Matt. I am not compromising my list. I am not. I am I am a product of anime lust, and I will not compromise on shifting away my further hunger for the, for the animes. <laughs> and so you will suffer. I don't need anime or the wheel to fucking suffer, <laughs> my sister in Christ. Anyways, before we talk about this shitstorm, let's talk about the shitstorm known as our lives. Hey, Audrey, what you been doing? I've had like a lot of little chips. Ever since I updated my computer to Windows 10, I've had to reinstall a lot of stuff that I forgot about and took for granted. Um... I've been trying to figure out what I'm missing and what other steps to get on. Uh, it's it's like getting a new phone. You never truly feel like you're done setting it up, mm-hmm. even after months. And that's how I that's how it feels with Windows 10 on on my PC. Uh, latest development to happen is that the S key on my keyboard broke. Like the key is fine, but the keycap. The stem holding it onto the the actual button has mm. broken in half. Oh yeah. It 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 uh it still works. Mm-hmm. Like I could put the key cap on it and press in the S still works, 
I can take the keycap off and use the button, and the S still works. But since half of the stem is gone, it like f fiddles around and wobbles a lot, so it can get jammed in and not press all the way. So I've taken to, like as Matt has seen, I've taken to just using Z as my replacement S until I can get a new key shipped in. Homegirl talks like a troll from Homestuck now. <laughs> It it is a it is adorable. It is very adorable because it is just like looking at is it, all I can see now when Audrey when Audrey messages is baby talk. Like Audrey's <laughs> going, I think Z likes likes it, and I'm like, oh. Let's see, uh, I tried to find words that didn't have s so that it didn't look weird, but that got tiring. Yeah, let's see if that works. Last is the time I try with the problem with it, but I, I decay. Yeah, um, it's it, it's it's amazing. It, it's like let's we, see if that works. We, sh we should probably put in an emergency veto for next episode. <laughs> the saga <laughs> of Tanya the Evil. It, we already has a few rules. What's <laughs> a few more? <laughs> It's literally just like you're a. It's like where I'm in the golden age of the internet and you're a lol cat. <laughs> it's wild. Uh, let's see. I've been gaming a lot more lately, and whatever free time I have, I started back on Astroneer, and huh. I forgot how much fun I had in that. Just going to different planets, flying to moons, exploring the place, mining resources, building bases. They've had a lot of stuff too, so now there's like little alien companions you can get. You mm -hmm. feed them and they give you a little benefit. Mm -hmm. And uh, there's like a lot more automation features now. So a lot of fun stuff to explore. Oh. I, oh, I also tried Hard Space Shipbreaker for a hot minute. What's that? That's the game where you're, uh, you're a blue collar worker in space and you have to take apart... Uh, ships that are abandoned to pay off your massive debt to the global corporation. Oh. Relatable. Yeah. And it's pretty fun. But uh, it wasn't scratching the itch I had that Astroneer is. Mm -hmm. I didn't catch up on uh, the seasonal episodes this weekend because I was really busy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll be busy tomorrow. But I've seen, uh, seen the memes floating around about the latest Gundam episode, mm -hmm. how our beloved girl is now a harem protagonist. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just so flustered she doesn't know how to handle any of it. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there were people saying that like Standard Brain is uh, Witch from Mercury is a mecha anime. More Intelligent is which for Mercury is a high school slice of life. Big Brain is... Uh, which for Mercury is a romance anime. Galaxy Brain, which for Mercury is a harem anime. <laughs> That's kind of how it's feeling right now. Mm -hmm. I have not started it. I have had so much... I've actually had, like... I'll talk about it when it's my turn, but I've had, like, this, like, renaissance of anime watching. And Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been going through it. What you been watching? I've actually had like this while well, I was, and I blame the show for it. So I watched the show, the the anime we'll be covering, Stepmom's Daughter, 
and I said, why am I fighting so hard on pretending like I'm better than every ab- above everything? And mm-hmm. I've been watching My Hero Academia. And, I saw that. And I have been, uh, I've been, I've been loving it, <laughs> which is, which I've, I've, I read the manga. I read the manga. What season two ended, I just said, screw it. I'll just read the manga and get the story I need that way. And so when season three hit, I said, oh, I already know it happens here. I don't care. But since I've just kind of said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to turn, I'm just going to enjoy what I want to enjoy. I've been powering through my hero academia at an alarming speed. <laughs> Mm-hmm. For someone who talks such mad shit about My Hero Academia <laughs> and Shonen anime, my god, do I power through it. And I've been reading, uh, which is not an anime, but Hunter Hunter, I'm like 50 chapters in. I read 50 chapters in one sitting. It is, man, it's some good shit. And that's pretty appropriate since uh, Hunter Hunter has received news that will be off hiatus in uh, the coming future. Yeah, the only reason why I read it is because it's going off hiatus, and the Shonen Jump app, which I used to, which, you know, you pay like $2, and you get to read as many chapters as you want, or mm-hmm. 100 chapters, but whoever crosses that threshold is a madman, and <laughs> so they added Hunter Hunter, and I said, well, you know, this is a lot easier than reading it through the other app I use for my manga, so I, I just, it was really easy to get through, and it was really hard to just find a stopping point, which yeah. is really cool. And outside of My Hero Academia, I've just been catching up on, like, well, not even catching up. I've been caught up on all my seasonals. Like, I was jonesing so hard for the next episode of Bleach, uh, mm-hmm. Thousand Year Blood War. I was jonesing for it. I have I was, like, scratching at itches because I read all of Bleach, you know? Yeah. And I, like, I love Bleach to the degree that a man like me can love an anime. <laughs> that was formative to his childhood years so i uh, just seeing it animated and it being animated like it isn't a piece of trash is just wow it's just amazing (laughs) and i'm caught up on chainsaw man because why wouldn't i be i mean the episode just aired today and i watched it on my lunch break and i've just been doing that with all my anime i've just been hunger hungering for anime again you know i mean there's a lot of actual Honest to God, good anime coming out this season. I know we say that every season. Well, not every season. No, there's been a lot of missed seasons, but this one's really good. I mean, the a new Gundam, Chainsaw Man, uh, Spike's Family season two, Mob Psycho season three, um, Urase Yatsura. Yeah, yeah, that's oh that first episode, man. I haven't Man, seen that yet, but the OP was delicious. I was jonesing so hard for that first episode of USA Yatsura. Mm-hmm. I was at the gym waiting for it to unlock. I was just <laughs> sitting there on like the quad machine going, unlock, unlock, unlock at 620. Why can't I watch you? Yeah. I was losing my mind. And when I finally could, I just I just watched it on the toilet in the gym bathroom and then went <laughs> home and watched it on the TV. I was I was absolutely in love. Because it's just, I knew David Productions was going to knock it out of the park because they took JoJo, uh, which is an older manga, granted, you know, yeah. like Rose Yatsura is, and they absolutely beefed it up to be something that was really transformative to a modern audience, which you could obviously say, well, JoJo's timeless, so it doesn't matter. It would always be good. But yeah, no, but no, 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 no. It's an anime monument right now. Yeah, but here's Ex- my thing. Yeah. A great manga can become a crappy anime. Mm-hmm. But I've never heard of a crappy manga becoming a great anime, you know? 
Yeah. Or maybe I have and I'm just not remembering it. I'm sure someone will correct me as they usually do. But nah, David Productions is taking JoJo and revamping it into, like you said, a monument of anime. Mm -hmm. I knew they were going to take her as a Yatsura and do the same thing because everything they touch is, you know, it's it's great Fire Force. Uh, They did Bento, which was surprising to me. Yeah. They just take stuff that you wouldn't, that might be a little bit unassuming, and they just pump it up to 11. And that first episode of USA Yatsura was fun. They took a simple sort of a gag story and made it just wholeheartedly delicious. It's, it's, it's so good. So, but, so I've been like on a big, the anime renaissance is here. <laughs> it, and, and I'm consuming en masse as I used to when I was a, a wee little teenager. And it feels good until I burn myself out. That, that'll yeah. give me two months and I'll burn myself out. <laughs> and then we'll never want to watch anime again for another two years. Oh, so I guess I'll just go in. I also am playing Overwatch 2 like everybody else on the planet. Uh, not me. Um, yeah. I'm not playing Overwatch 2. I'm not uh, part of that mainstream. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, fine. You don't have to play Overwatch 2. I don't, I don't even need you to play Overwatch 2. I, you see, I'm, I'm so cool without you playing Overwatch 2. I mean, you told me not to. I asked you, I, do you want me to play with you? And you said, no. If you're just going to get it to play with someone, don't get it because you're not going to enjoy it. I wanted to, I was willing to join you and you said, you said no. I just can't see you playing Overwatch 2 and having a good time. Yeah, I don't either. I I just know that when we play, every time we play competitive games, I feel like there's an air where it's like we're having fun, but then after we lose, there's this quiet sort of moment where I go, I don't think we're having fun anymore. Yeah. I don't know, but Overwatch is obviously one of those games, like, if you play it, you can get tilted real quick, <laughs> and if I get tilted, I topple over. <laughs> I'm very top-heavy, <laughs> so if I get tilted, I will turn a game session into something where nobody talks, everybody just plays the game, and I don't want that for you. I really don't. Had it happened to the friends I played with a few nights ago, it mm-hmm. was just... One of them knew I was angry and said something like, you're getting mad at a game. And I said, I'm not getting mad at a game. I'm having fun. <laughs> and then angry voice, I'm like, we're all having fun. I'm like, I was like an abusive dad. <laughs> we're enjoying the family trip, Ronald. Are they, Were these people that I knew? Well, one of them was Lou, so there you go. Um, Lucas. Who? Oh, Lucas. Yeah. That was Ed Jack, and that was that was two of them. That's basically mm-hmm. it. So yeah, Overwatch Two uh, has been consuming my life because I just want, I just want some of the skins and I want some more of the stuff. I was a huge Overwatch fan, as as I think I've I've mentioned previously. I'm wearing a Diva shirt right now. It's it's just Overwatch hit at that right moment for me, you know. Yeah. It hit at that moment in my life where I could play competitive games and really get into them. And I played more and more, and I was like, oh, this game doesn't require me to be good at everything. I just have to be good at one thing. So it was really something I got in heavy, and I played it so much. I would play it, I would play it just nonstop. It was, it was wild. I still want to try out Gundam Evolution. We should try out Gundam Evolution. I think yeah. it is. I think it could be a lot of fun, too. I don't know. It, it might not be a continual fun thing, but like an occasional thing, because I keep thinking about Gundam Evolution and just imagining if like they had a special event where you could play as Gundam Ariel and some of the mm-hmm. suits from Witch from Mercury. 
And I get that as a hero shooter, you can't really do that because every character has to be well balanced with each other and it has to have, you know, a standard yet unique moveset. And Mm -hmm. not every Gundam or mobile suit is going to have that. Still, just be be grave throws like a tie-in. Oh, I have no doubt in my mind that when Season 2 comes of Gundam Evolution, they're probably going to throw in Ariel just to get a resurgence of people playing. Because, you know, that's kind of the free-to-play, the problem with the free-to-play market. If you can't keep people interested, then they're going to go somewhere else. Which Mm -hmm. And now I feel like what talk there was of Gundam Evolution has been completely overlooked by the Overwatch discussion and discourse. Yeah. Which is is like i said in the previous episode is because overwatch has more charm than what gundam provides just character wise because they they don't use the special mech they don't use the special pilots for the mechs it's just the same voice over and over yeah so there's little to no character unless you're a gundam fan and know the personality that these mechs sort of employ in their battles so there's there's some things to be improved there and outside of that i'm still playing dragon ball z kakarot how's that going you know, I'm I'm still having a time. Not good, not bad. There's these moments, there's these fights that keep happening that I hate in video games and you know, you know the you know the boss fight, the boss fight where when you beat them they go, eh, "I wasn't using my full power." Yeah, fuck Are those. you are you beat them and then they they defeat you anyways? That bull mm-hmm. crap. Hate yeah. it. Absolutely hate it. I'm over here like kicking the kicking the shit out of freezing. He goes, "He he he." Luckily, that wasn't my full power. And I say, "Okay, sore loser, whatever." That that reminds me, thinking of Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball the fight uh the breakers just dropped, which I was low key excited about. Huh. You know, have you heard about it? No, not really. So, it's a game uh it's game in the vein of uh, Dead by Daylight. Basically, one person plays as either uh, Frieza, Cell, or Majin Buu, and the other six are just regular civilians in the Dragon Ball world. And mm-hmm. they have to hide and survive from the Breaker or whoever, like the Frieza, the Cell, or the, the Majin Buu. Interesting. Which, yeah, I thought that was a really cool concept, right? I, I thought it would be really cool. I haven't heard anything about it because it just dropped, and I was considering buying it, but $20... Uh, yeah, twenty dollars for something that sounds like a Dead by Daylight mod, mm-hmm. bit much. Yeah, because I don't even enjoy Dead by Daylight that much as a game. Mm-hmm. Dead by Daylight makes me anxious, and not the light kind of anxious, like the I'm about to have a panic attack type of anxious. <laughs> yeah, I, I people who play that for fun. What's wrong with you? What's going on? You want to talk about it? You want to talk about why you why you are are having fun being miserable? Not that it's a bad game, it just I get scared. The yeah. the Friday the thirteenth game, now that game gave me anxiety attacks playing it with randos. Like actual I'm going to cry. I'm so scared, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> Hiding under the bed going, I hear Jason's music, I don't know where he is, and then the the window breaks open and I'm like, Oh god, don't let him see me. Yeah. I'm just well. a poor boy from a poor family. And, and speaking of, well, shit, I forgot. It was from like a, a minute ago, but I don't don't remember the phrasing. Okay, are you trying to segue us out? I was trying to. All right, um, well, let me let me put a nice little bow on on my my update because, uh, anyways, anime is good again. 
anime is great again. <laughs> Glad to see it happen. 2022, anime has been saved. Thank you, who, who Urusei Yatsura, Chainsaw Man, Bleach. Thank you guys all so much for making anime great again. I'm glad I voted for you guys in this presidential election. Hey folks, it's Matt here to talk just a tiny bit about Boomslank. Boomslank is an anime apparel and lifestyle brand that has super unique style and art across their entire lineup of phone cases, posters, hoodies, t-shirts, and stickers. I actually really, really love their stuff, which is why I'm so hyped to talk about them, because you know, I'm an actual fan of theirs and their lead artist, Shinobi P. I have their Mania phone case and their Leo hoodie, and they're both these kind of things that my coworkers who aren't into anime, usually, and my friends who are definitely into anime, actually say something to me about because they both have this kind of spirit and design that you're not really going to see anywhere else in the market as far as anime apparel and those kind of products go. So that being said, I'm super excited to say that if you want to get some Boomslank merch and help support the podcast in the process, you can go to their website, boomslank.com, and use our coupon code at checkout, Otaku Melancholy Podcast, that's all one word, and you'll get 10% off your purchase. Or if you just want to go straight to their website you can go to the www.boomslank.com slash otaku melancholy podcast to just have that coupon code automatically applied when you go to checkout so yeah a huge thanks to boomslank for reaching out and offering to help and support this podcast because it means so much for you know a brand that i actually like and that audrey and i both really admire to help support us and just in case you didn't know how to spell that, it's B-O-O-M-S-L-A-N-K dot com. And there's even a link to their website with our coupon code in the show notes of whatever platform you're listening to this episode on. Thank you guys for listening to this. Back to the episode. And speaking of anime being great, my stepmom's daughter is my ex. Uh, brought to us by... Project number nine. Project number nine, who I thought was a nobody because when I was looking through the anime list of stuff they made, it was all in Japanese. Mm -hmm. If for some reason it wasn't translated to English like it's supposed to, but uh, a lot of stuff that was actually recognizable. I'll have to find it again, but... They they did a lot of anime that are very middle of the road they did that love after world domination they did bottom tier character tomozaki kun they did hige hero uh they did hentai heroes if you yeah. remember remember that one and they did a so you think there's never a girl online basically they take a, they take light novels and make them into reality mm-hmm. that they is, did uh didn't i say to make my abilities average in the next life oh and they did the and they did that one Siscon anime I never finished. Oh, recently my sister is unusual, I think. Oh, yeah. The one I've never gotten around to. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I know it, it's it, I mean, it, I know it's adjacent to pornography and I just haven't gotten <laughs> around to it. Hmm. Shame. Disappointment even. So, so I, I, the synopsis is in the name, but yeah, it's in the name. You're, I was waiting for you to ask me. So, summarize this show. A dude's stepmom's daughter is his ex. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. It's on the tin of boys and girls. It's this is adapted from a light novel, and light novels have their summary in the title. You. You have to. What if the little? What if that seventeen-year-old boy just walks past it and doesn't uh, 
doesn't doesn't see it. By the way, just so you know, because I'm sure that everybody at home really wants to know this, it's Mama Haha no Surego ga Moto Konodata, which translates via Google Translate to my stepmother's stepchild was my ex-girlfriend, which I think something is a little bit confused in translation, but all right, go off then, King. <laughs> yeah. My stepmom's stepdaughter is my ex. You mean your sister? <laughs> it's the transitive property, right? You mean your sister who you were dating before your stepmom came into the picture? Why is she in this? Why are you blaming her? <laughs> oh, man, I hate this show. <laughs> I hated this show at the start. All right, so here is... Do you want me to do the synopsis? Yeah. All right, so there's this guy. His name is Mizuto Irido, and he is a little bookish nerd who don't give a crap about anything, and he read and he read and he read, and then one day he see a girl while he reading, and he go... Hey, you pretty cute. Well, actually, he doesn't do that. Both of them no. kind of just awkwardly fumble into a relationship. And then they break up after like six months. But anyways, those six months were apparently the best six months of his life because they both can't let it go because eventually their parents meet and marry and they just have awkward shenanigans of casually almost fucking each other mm-hmm. uh, every other episode. Yeah, wasn't it like two years later that their parents got married? I think it was. This was... This happened in like their, uh, I think their middle, their s- basically essentially their seventh grade year, eighth grade year. Mm-hmm. And then just a year or two later, they got together. Or they their parents got married. It's, yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> the point of it is, is that every single person in this this anime is a chaser and they chase either <laughs> dick or they chase or they chase women mm-hmm. and here's the thing they should stop they should yeah, stop they should they should because you are literally related at this point and i know i know i'm a hypocrite for saying this but believe me there this man ain't anything the the girl's the main girl's name is like yume isn't it uh, yeah, Yume. Doesn't she take their last name? That's so weird. I don't know how Japanese marriage laws work, but I think that's weird, and I'm gonna judge another culture based off my narrow-minded views, if you don't mind. Actually, you know, I don't know how, like, the U.S. uh customs are like that. Like, if two divorcees marry each other, usually one is going to take the other's last name, but say the daughter in this case... Mm-hmm. I don't think she, would she take the last name? It would be kind of weird if out of all four of them she has a different last name, but she is also technically still a minor. Well, I'm just or tired. like or like not her own adult. So how would that work? I literally just said that. I just said that narrow-minded thing, and then I just literally remembered that Kiri's uh, Kiri took her stepdad's last name. So. uh did she, was that a choice on her behalf or someone's behalf or was is just, that just how the law does it or something like that? How? Hold on a second. Kiri. All right, let me go get Kiri. <laughs> hey, Kiri. You want to be a guest on the show real quick? Come up here. We need to ask about stepfather things. <laughs> because you took your stepdad's last name. Didn't you? Oh, 
Is well, oh, never mind. I thought I forgot. But he was technically your stepdad, right? Well, not the other one. Moran is your stepdad. That's your tech. That's your. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing you into this. I realized that I did. I I forgot that part. What? <laughs> I I I know, but your mother married your mother married uh your adopted dad, right? Well, I okay. You know what? I I realize the error of my ways now. No, I don't think you can contribute anymore. Alright, well thank you for trying. Uh, it's okay, there'll be more opportunities for me to shatter things, like my femur if I fall down the stairs again because there's stuff in the way. <laughs> That's a joke, haha, <laughs> I'm funny. Alright guys, well, uh, I'm sorry, I just realized that I was totally wrong about several things. Yeah, we heard. <laughs> so, uh, we only heard your half. <laughs> well, <laughs> honestly, I think it's funnier if we don't have context. So, uh, we're going to assume that's how it works. And, uh, well, uh, I will not elaborate on the conversation we just had, but, um, Regardless to say, I think I misremembered a couple of things. Sounds like it. Yeah, well, there you go. Craig, keep that all in. Uh, make it look fancy, though. Put a nice little bow on that. Anyways, that's weird. Yeah, that is weird. And they make a big deal about it, as fucking weirdo Japanese kids always do. It's like, oh, you caught me by my first name. That means we're ready to fuck. <laughs> that's literally what God, they're like. I hate how much of a big deal... These fucking shows make about the smallest things like calling each other by their first names, holding hands, making eye contact, oh, uh, no. the indirect kiss. That's the thing that makes me the angriest about all of these <sighs> stupid slice of life semicolon romance shows that exist out there is this indirect kiss bullshit. It's God. stupid. It's dumb. There is no way you're telling me that any person actually get so upset about an indirect kiss i literally would drink after the homies if they got a sprite and i'm thirsty enough and do you think i go kisu do you think anybody does that does anybody do that does anybody above the age of nine actually do this let me answer that question for you with another question who do you think does that no one i answer i asked a question with the same question <laughs> but it makes me so makes me so mad it makes me so mad every time this indirect kiss stuff happens in any anime because it literally it just it takes me out and makes me go this is an anime yeah hate it i can understand if like these young people like uh high schoolers uh teenagers that's what they're called <laughs> jesus fuck i can understand if teenagers don't have like full experience with what kissing is and so they're like oh oh because kissing is more than just lips touching it's the intent that's why when someone gives cpr no one's like oh they're kissing unless oh. it's a shitty rom-com show yeah because if you're giving cpr the last thing on your mind is like oh i hope she doesn't take this the wrong way no you're focused on saving your someone's fucking life because they're choking yeah and that's, that's the same thing with this whole indirect kiss that happens because it happens in that way that i always hate when it transpires in this anime because as the story goes on it's basically there's this other girl who's introduced who may as well just be the only saving grace that this 
anime has to me, mm-hmm. uh, Isana, uh, because she's cute and she's got like huge anime boobs, which you know is my thing. She's got and some nice fucking legs. She does. She thick. Anyways, yeah. so she has a stupid moment where the main girl Yume is freaking out because another man is so another woman is so much looking at her man, and mm-hmm. so they have an indirect kiss, and she's like, "Oh, indirect kisu," which is stupid, dumb. For well, actually, no, Isana's the one who has a weird moment about it because these two have already kissed at this point. Yeah, which is which I was like, "Oh, so that's They've kissed. That's a new one. Wowie zowie." This I mean, is they're a, supposedly and, siblings, so mm-hmm. it's like, I know I don't share drinks with anyone or, or anything like that because I'm germaphobic like that, mm-hmm. but these are siblings. That That's just a thing that probably siblings do. I don't know. I didn't grow up with a sibling. <laughs> that's right. I mean, they're, they're not going to be so uptight about sharing like, uh, like a mug of coffee or tea or whatever. And like, hey, could I have a sip of that tea? Oh, sure, here you go. And then they sip it from the same place because, you know, they're both right-handed. Conveniently, that's where they go. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to think anything of it because they're not fucking weird about it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's so much of kind of what got makes me agitated about the show in particular is that so much of it is just people being weird about things for no real reason. Like, you know, I think we had a complaint about... Uh, rent a rent a girlfriend where it's just if you would just tell your grand your grandmother that you're a cuck and that you can't <laughs> get a girlfriend this plot is resolved well if you had just told your family hey we dated once you wouldn't have this awkward tension they probably would have been like oh that's a funny story ha ha he he and yet you're playing this like game of chicken that is so irrelevant in the grand scheme of things like who cares mm-hmm. and it just ends up being one of these stories where who cares the plot is moving along based off the notion that neither one of you wants to talk to each other and say hey i want to get in them pants and never mind the fact that uh, like the father was was saying like oh you know i was really worried about uh about my boy living with a girl his age that's not related to him because i thought he would have fucked her i thought he would have <laughs> fucked her good but, but that didn't happen <laughs> Yeah, and meanwhile, they almost do, and it's, I just wanted, I wanted them so bad to have just revealed that they fucked. Just maybe, just a little bit, maybe just the tip, maybe just the tip. I would have, I would have loved it if they just fucked, right there on the couch. Yeah, that would have been cool. Something. That would have been something. This is a hentai plot. You could have, let me provide you the main scenario, it's, We've got to act like brother and sister, so if any one of us displays unsibling-like behavior, then the other one wins. And then guess what? That's they, they it just escalates into fornication, and there you go. There's your hentai right yeah. there. Make print me a million copies. I'm gonna go to my mansion. It's a dumb premise, anyways, because they don't know how siblings act, so they're like going on these stupid technicalities for a dumb game over who is technically the oldest and no one cares no one cares who cares who was the oldest who cares about any of this and the thing about the main dude is that we've talked about this before he's got like having main character syndrome 
Yeah. And this this dude's case of main character syndrome is terminal because he is so he's bland, but the anime tries to say, "Look at him. He's just unfeeling and doesn't understand. He can't read the room at all." Yet look at him reading that book. Hurdy dirty dirty dur. Mhm. And the anime thinks it's so clever and it tries to make that as such a point of of just a point of humor and I'm sitting down here going no one is even by anime standards no one is this just dense yeah and I hate this dude I hate Mizuto so much because he's he's just he just looks he just looks like you're playing the latest anime waifu game and you get to create your character and you just said yeah i'm good let me get to the game because this is what the character would look like mizuto is just a dude his hobby is reading book he is just some guy trademark it bothers me every time for these type of shows where the girl will look adorable in her own style or the typical anime uh romance protagonist girl style because like mm-hmm. she has a lot of outfits that uh chizuru has from rent a girlfriend um and the guy always looks the same type of bland mm-hmm. and even his facial expressions and his demeanor like the final scene where they're in that room together uh mm. and yume is having her internal monologue Mizuto is literally looking at his phone the whole time. I thought it was like a bit like he's pretending to look at his phone and just watching Yume, but no, he was actually on his phone. <laughs> actually, I want to get into Yume real quick. Oh, me too. Oh, wow. Hello. <laughs> no, see, when you when Yume first appeared, like when the the promo of this stuff first appeared, I said Yume is cute. She's mm-hmm. adorable. Love her design. But then she opened her mouth, and then I was mad. <laughs> and that's the Yume experience is, and then Yume opened her mouth, and then I stopped liking her. And that's basically the entire synopsis for her character is, you're pretty when you're quiet. Damn. Which is unfortunate, because she is so cute. You know, I, I made fun of her. I made fun of her at one point, because she had braids in her hair, she had a hat, and she had a, a, a beret when she was on her obligatory cute girl outfit date Mm -hmm. and i said that looks so dumb but the more i stared at it the more i said that does look like what these japanese uh these japanese idols wear as casual wear when they're going out and i said yeah i appreciate that i appreciate that she has outfits and they're cute outfits but what i don't appreciate is when she talks (laughs) or has a thought which is not me being by any means sexist because i hate mizuto too Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm And I also hate, especially, underline, bold, italics, Times New Roman font. Hate Minami. Hate this girl. Despise her. Hope that she, hope that her family gets caught in like a horror movie or something. Because this girl is so just annoying. Yeah. She's written to be annoying. You know, they have this whole thing about, here's how annoying Minami is. Well, listen here. You're not supposed to make the character actually intolerable for the audience, you know? I ignored Minami for the most part. I tried to. I don't really have a lot to say about her, except I noticed that she always loudly proclaims how much she wants to go on a date with Yume as the obligatory romance anime gay. Yeah. Every, every, every show like this has to have the gay in it. And then there's 
uh, Kawanami who has no purpose in existing. I mean, like no. he doesn't even have a, a good reason to be in the show. He's just like, I'm going to be your friend. Okay, why? Yeah, now, put, I put an asterisk next to his existence because one of the few moments of relief that I got through this show is episode five. I mean, you were right. Episode five was fun. Mm-hmm. And that's because things were happening. Dynamics mm-hmm. were exchanging. We had all four of these characters just riffing on each other. And mm-hmm. sure, Kawanami's reason for being for coming into the show was dumb at best, hollow even. Mm-hmm. But once all everything was working, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was my sentiment exactly. When all four of them were bouncing and jumping off each other and mm-hmm. having little playful exchanges, then the show was actually in the realm of being tolerable. Even but Mizuto un- had a bit of personality in that episode. Because mm-hmm. he was like <laughs> reading his, his uh, diary and screeching so that the other room would hear. Mm-hmm. That's and- funny. And the little bit that Yume and Mizuto had in episode 5 where you don't really go out that much, do you? And he goes, why do you make you say that? And she says, well, everybody knows that a drinking fountain you combine and make your own personal flavor. <laughs> and he did it. And I said, I was like, I, I never would have expected him to be that dumb. But yeah, I guess that fits his character per- perfectly. What, what was funny too was Yume was so high and mighty about... Like, ha 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 ha! You don't know this. You're such a, uh, you're such a shut-in. But she was just clueless. And honestly, I also mixed drinks when I was younger. Same. It never did anything. It just muddied the flavor. But it felt cool to do. It felt like you were cheating. Yeah, it really. No, I get that completely. Mm-hmm. Because my stupid brain, whenever I would go to Burger King for the longest time. I would mix just regular soda with whatever orange flavor they had to make sort of yeah. a pseudo orange, uh, orange flavored soda. Because mm-hmm. I, I I like I like orange, but I don't like it to be too orangey. Me, I just mixed all the main sodas like uh, Coke, Dr Pepper. Uh, I think put Sprite in there, not because I was seeking any type of taste, but because I wanted like all the sodas at once, which made me feel like I was getting more than I was. Right. Actually, I can understand that sentiment exactly. And it's, I mean, the the concept of combining the sodas to make your own unique flavor, that's just appealing. That's why those freestyle machines, you know, where you get, you could be like, yeah, I can have vanilla sun-kissed. <laughs> those- why, why would you do that? Well, I, I, I can those freestyle machines are too much power. They are. They are a little bit excessive with just some of the flavors you can get. The they've, gotten, I- they've gotten scummy, though, lately. Some of them I've seen, uh, instead of holding the button to pour the drink, you press the button, and it times how much you get. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it either. It's another fucking capitalist cheapskate scalping move. And speaking of scummy capitalist moves. This anime was brought to you by every light novel written on the planet Earth. 
<laughs> and you will know that because they will constantly be talking or showing the covers of other shows that are way better than this one. Speaking of the one that made me have an existential breakdown, when one of these zoomy woomy kids says, oh yeah, that's that old light novel I'd been meaning to read, <laughs> and it panned to Haruhi Suzumiya, and I... I felt my body age. I felt my knees give out. And that they did that on purpose. They had to. They had to just stab at some of the older fans because why else would they say it like that? Yeah. I mean, I get it. I understand. Haruhi Suzumiya hasn't had a new light novel in like three years. And it took like ten years for that one to come out, right? I guess. Well, yeah, I don't know why I'm asking you like you're going to say, well, actually, I don't know why I imposed that role onto you. But what I'm saying here is that that was an attack on me. That was an attack on you if you're above the age of, I don't know, whenever Haruhi first came out. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I hated that. I hated that so much. And then they showed later that the dude was reading Haganai. And I'm like, Haganai is... Is 12 years old at this point. Why can't yeah. you bash that? Yeah, there's Come a on. lot of light novel references in here, like uh, Psychono, mm-hmm. um, uh, Metamorphosis. Mm-hmm. Just a lot of odd literature references. For real, I was not expecting Mr. Elitist Douchebag, I read, but with his library of a room, mm-hmm. to be reading Psychono. <laughs> Do you just pick up whatever people hand you, my brother? Because I, for one, as someone who used to be a reader way back when, would have never touched something that had the title of How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend after reading, you know, Hemingway. Mm-hmm. But, but maybe that's a quality for Mizuto, is it's just any book in a storm. Yeah. For this guy, for this, this bland piece of mayonnaise on toast. Ugh, that's gross. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Thank you for contributing here, resident producer and cat. Of course, there was a beach episode, too. Oh, I want to talk about... Was there? Oh, yeah, that little yeah, bit. Yeah, there was a just, beach episode. Be, you know what? Thank you for saying that. I can. I have to drop my score down one point. I forgot about the beach episode. Yeah. There you go. Uh, hate that for you. Hate that for you, sis mom, con, row. Mama ha ha. Mama ha. <laughs> so, mama ha ha. <laughs> uh, well, that's I, its name I, now. There you go. I kind of want to start getting into the surprising parts I liked about this show, but uh, do you have anything else you want to get off your chest first? Uh, I do want to get off the fact that I said Isana was the saving grace of the show. And that is purely because of her haircut. I don't know what it is. Well, also her boobs, but mostly her haircut. Her haircut was adorable. It was. It's such a... Honestly, her whole character was adorable. and Except for once they got past her initial arc and she just became a sexual assault uh, uh, enjoyer. Like, ha ha ha, I'm rubbing my boobs up against you. Don't you, don't you like this? Or, ha, I... You can lay on my lap and I'll clean your ears and then <laughs> we'll see what happens. Ooh, woo, snuggle, wee. <laughs> Be it's tier three sub, thanks. Yeah, I, I liked her after, after she had her arc. She kind of just went downhill. She 
it basically was your story is over you've become a you've been relocated to a gag character and she yeah. said all right because her moment of trying to get close to him in those little scenes i was actually a little bit mildly invested i thought it was cute i thought maybe there might be just maybe just maybe if we were lucky we mm-hmm. could have a good triangle but no because homie over here goes the only thing i want to have any uh the only thing i have any feelings for is my sister's boobs and i said okay goodbye (laughs) and that's what she became she just became she just became mrs i want to jump you so hard that uh that mario won't know where i'll land level of jump man i want to point out an animation error i noticed in that scene when uh when Yume and Minami are spying on the two of them, mm-hmm. and Isana is trying to uh, woo our young boy Mizuto. Uh, she's purposefully showing off her panties uh, so that they can get noticed, but she has her socks off in every other scene. But when it zooms into her with uh, Mizuno coming back into the frame to then say, Your panties are showing her socks appear. Mm-hmm. And it's not like anything misconstrued. Her socks are like below the right below the knee. So they're very distinct. And then it gets to the next scene, the socks are gone. Uh goes on a little bit more and then it cuts to her shoes on the ground with her socks inside the shoes. Mm-hmm. So that really took me out of the moment and was very disappointing. And kind of pulled back the curtain and made me realize that this is a production. Like, I was seeing the the wires on the stage. I could see these particular frames were sent off to, like, uh, some intern or something. Mm-hmm. And they forgot that the socks aren't supposed to be on. So that really brought me down. I mean, understandable, too, because uh, I... I didn't notice any production errors or anything like that, which is weird because that's the kind of thing that I'm normally all about. Mm-hmm. But at some point, my brain just went into save the brain cells. They're dying out there. <laughs> and so there's a lot of there's some of this that I just I was there. I watched the screen. My phone was in the other room. Mm-hmm. But I and I watched it, but it it it, it just <laughs> glazed through my mind like this just the wind blew through and erased it all with the passing of time. Anyways, that's enough about me being mean about this anime. What did you like about it? So I, it was like after episode six or seven, uh, that it started making me pay attention to it because I had this on in the background. Uh, I would glance over every now and then to keep track of what's happening. Mm -hmm. But everything that did not involve this weird game they were playing about trying to act like siblings and whoever like shows romantic intent uh, has to be the younger sibling and this weird, stupid dynamic they're doing. Mm -hmm. So when they showed, uh, when they showed themselves younger, first of all, Yume was incredibly cute when she had those twin tails and glasses. Uh, I'm kind of sad she didn't keep that look, at least Mm. the glasses. Um, When they showed them, like, starting out their relationship, how they met, their first uh, couple months into it, that was really cute and endearing. When it showed them 
towards the last few months and everything kind of falling apart, a lot of insecurities coming in and lack of communication, which again, I hate and it always has to happen because this takes place in high school and kids don't know how to communicate. So that's where the drama comes from. Hate it. But it was engaging. Mm-hmm. And especially since knowing now they have to live with each other. And I like, I I wished that there was more conflict amongst them because, you know, the last time they saw each other, they kind of unceremoniously broke unceremoniously broke up and they don't talk about it that much at all and everything else after that mm-hmm. when uh like when they go to the family reunion and Yume is reading through the book and trying to and finding more out about Mizuto why he does what he does um like why he's so aloof and uh kind of distant all of that was an actual genuine romance anime and it felt like these people were actual characters. Mm-hmm. And when it got back into modern day where they're like uh, this, this stupid triangle like, wait, how come you could put your head on her lap but not on my lap? Why would I do that? You're my sister. You're not really a head lap material. <laughs> also, why do you care what I do with this person? Uh, well, right. I don't actually care, but I'm your sibling, I guess. Yeah. So, I would like to say something. Mm-hmm. That is the best part of the show for me, too. Yeah, because it's an actual show. Yeah, oh, absolutely. When it became a story about young love, mm-hmm. and it became this whole awkward thing about them dating and getting closer, I was actually... I was actually wholly invested with it because it gave me such like very low tier. Uh, it reminded me of a Makoto Shinkai sort of love story where everything was a little bit awkward, but they mm-hmm. were getting closer and closer together. But then they broke up for the stupidest reasons. Like you said about them being, you know, teenagers. Yeah. And that felt real because teenagers do that crap. Yeah. I mean, the reasons felt genuine. Mm-hmm. Like Mizuto didn't like, her hanging out with her friends because it felt like his time was being taken away. And mm-hmm. yet here he is hanging out with other people, being a total hypocrite, whether mm-hmm. he knew it or not. And I, I I, can sympathize with that because emotions are complicated. You might know something that you dislike someone else doing, but then you might do the very same thing and not realize it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And you don't understand why because you're new to these feelings. Right. I mean, they're in, it's perfectly natural for every person to feel jealous or annoyed to oh, that and deg- like degree. Like the line that Yume said, uh, like when Mizuto said that they were breaking up and she felt this feeling of relief, that hit kind of hard. And yeah. I wish we, we focused on that a bit longer. No, that's that's actually, I that, thank you for highlighting that because it's exactly, that was very relatable, this Relief that talking about that relief, I said, I feel that two hundred percent in the worst and best ways, and yeah. that's when I liked the show was when it be if it was just nothing but just maybe just more of their teenage antics, I probably would have I would have criticized it a little bit more. I probably would have called it melodramatic or just you know 
stupid teenage bullcrap, but it was actually something that felt genuine. It felt like a story that was worth telling. And then immediately the episode ends with, what did I tell you, you baka? Yeah. And I said, oh, dear. See, that's the problem. This hurts so much because there was so much good potential. Mm-hmm. If it, it felt like they had to do certain parts of the story as a requirement, and then they had liberties to, uh, like do the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like they had the genuine good story with the flashbacks, and then they had to come back and do like the the typical hentai light scenes where they're arguing semantics about who is the older sibling. I swear to God, the first episode where they stood in that room for 15 minutes arguing about who the older person is mm-hmm. be- because of, oh, well, technically I was 35 minutes older than you. That makes me older. So now you have to act like the younger sibling and try not to fetishize it. <laughs> But they, it could have been something great where, like, spread out the years between them them knowing each other. Have mm. them date in their teenage years and then come back, like, say, five years later where they're a lot older and a bit more mature. And then they are, they're forced to live with each other in this wackadoodle situation. Mm. And they have to confront each other of, like, hey, how come you, you broke up with me over this reason? And... Maybe they're still insecure in their emotions, so they fight back a little bit. But then we have our moments where they're hanging out. They go to the family reunion. They start opening up a bit more. And then they can reconcile, but still, you know, be siblings because we're not fucking fucking freaks. That would have been a good show. Mm -hmm. And, like, when the show ended, I felt a little bit of, you know like completion except for the part where the they had that final kiss mm-hmm. which you know it it's it's walking in the middle of the road if it's if it wants to have these sip these step siblings kiss and fuck each other just go in all all in on that quit teasing mm-hmm. but if you want to have like a good like we dated but now we're sip step siblings then keep romance out of this. Just delete that notion from everyone's minds and just have them deal with this new crazy situation. Yeah. Well, that's that's what all these that's that's the problem with this with some of these anime, you know, they are they're based off light novels, right? And this is yeah. this is where the issue comes in. And they're all for hyper-niche audiences. Or not even hyper-niche, but just niche audiences. The kind who would pick this up and say, Ooh, wow, this is this is just like from one of my anime. <laughs> and so you get into these subjects and these storylines, which are implausibly just disconnected from how people would actually react, you know? Not that that's mm-hmm. a bad thing. You know, all fiction, you got to take yourself a little bit out of the natural rules that you exist in, unless it's that highbrow fiction, <laughs> which is what it is. So, and so you get something like this, which feels like there is a demographic here of people who have step siblings and say, wouldn't it be so hot if we dated before? Oh, yeah. And yeah, that's kind of what the... Yeah, wow. Hello. Yeah, but that's what kind of the vibe <laughs> I was getting. 
is that somebody is kind of into this or kind of into the step sibling thing. And I'm not one to talk about it for reasons. I'm not here to judge. And this was on my I this is on my plan to watch list because <laughs> I thought it would be something that it was not. It was definitely not. So just these niche books, these niche stories just get made into anime and it makes you feel weird because there's such disjointed, just stereotypical characters and you're mm-hmm. just sta- you're just there going, dang, this is dumb. This is dumb. And this this show just was filled with those moments. You know, it just felt like I'm I'm engaging in something that's for a niche audience. And I am not affiliated with that audience, you know? Yeah, but that's the thing. This is for a niche audience. And that's not to say that there, it's not part of a huge uh, archive of similar light novels for this niche audience. Those are not mutually exclusive things. So, I don't understand why so many of these light novels just follow the same paths for mm-hmm. supposed, su- supposed success. I mean, if it's filling in for a niche, do something a little different because nothing in the first four episodes, at least the first four episodes, is unique. Nothing the show has done is unique. So, like, why are so many of these just filling in the blanks when the blanks have already been done and it's not improving on it or iterating on it, this show tried to, but at its core, it was just the same old, same old. And I was happy, bored watching it because I've seen it before, I know I don't like it, and I don't like it here, and I don't expect anything new to come from this. Well, here's the thing. You know, those romance novels that you see for like $4 on the book, uh, you know, at your Walmart, your grocery store of choice. I mean, those are niche things, too. And these are basically going to be the same thing, really and truly. Mm -hmm. So I I, I can excuse some of this. But when they get made into anime that I can watch, that's when I have a problem with it. (laughs) I mean, I'm a light novel fan. I read light novels. But I maybe I have a little bit more of a discerning eye. Maybe the light novels are better, you know? And this anime adaptation just to seek to try to appeal to some of the anime the anime audience who might be curious about it got involved and sort of made that made it, you know, more in line with what those people would want. I don't know. That's just what I'm thinking could have poss- could have possibly happened. Because you're right, the first four episodes until we get to some of the fun fun bits that do occur Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot here yeah not at all the flashback was honestly the best part and the ending sequence where it became kind of a touch of hey their thing like the story about the serbian woman and all that i thought if there was a little bit more tie into that maybe a little bit more storyline into the great-grandfather I would be more emotionally invested into why mizuto is such a little such a little prick who doesn't talk to anybody yeah, you know, if, if we leaned more into the sort of like a character study of why these characters are so messed up, we could have something here. But then we probably would, if we did that, we would be leaning into like a what was that show? What was that show that we did? We did it with the the Weebologists. Uh, ooh. ah, what was it? That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Let's Whoa. see. Scum's wish. Scum's wish. 
Oh, Scum's Wish. I don't remember that one at all. You really? Scum's Wish was. I like Scum's Wish a whole lot. I, 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 Scum's Wish and Domestic Girlfriend are very similar. But Scum's Wish is extra cynical, you know? Uh, I'll ha- I just need to look at the anime page for that. Scum's Wish was the one about the girl and the guy who were in a fake relationship and they screwed each other because the guy's, like, teacher that he liked was, uh, was marrying the guy that the girl liked. And they were both really upset about it. And then the uh, girl that the guy liked ended up doing a big old statutory on him. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't remember this one at all. Wow, that's interesting. Anyways, it was good. I gave it a six. I gave it a six. Well, there you go. A six <laughs> so is basically... Was it, apparently, was it that bad? I mean, a six for you is just kind of the baseline, though, yeah? Yeah, it was fine. That was, it, was it. Yeah, it was fine. So, my point being here is that if we had leaned more into a darker character study, then we would have gone into Scum's Wisher, mm-hmm. which would have been more fun. Fortunately, not the case, because we just got this. Yeah, we just got this. We just got this, and I hate this show. Let me be honest. Let me be honest. Let me be honest. I like yeah. trash. I do like trash anime. Mm-hmm. But this show isn't trash because it's trash. It's trash because it's mid this show isn't trash. It's just waste. It's just waste. It's just mid, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be different if it was actual bad, if it was actual stuff that was just wilding out, and we were just sitting there going, I can't believe this happened. But instead, it's just typical little tropes put on replay. I mean, even us complaining about tropes is a trope at this point, yeah? Yeah. I mean, even we're subject to it. Even us complaining about complaints, that's that's been done before. All of this has been done before and that's the problem is if you're gonna do me again and do me over and over then at least i don't know stick a pickle up my ass or something (laughs) but that's this show has no pickle and it has no ass and the one thing that it manages to want to enforce into my brain is that this is a story about two kids who don't know how to get over each other yeah and the story i mean who cares about spoilers about this show but it, it just ends on that note of, and so the days continue. Yeah, it, it leaves us in a way more open-ended question of what the fuck happens now? Because, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, tick-tock, tick-tock. Uh, so they have a final kiss right at the end of the show, and then it goes on to the next day where they're just living with each other. But, like, are they going to, is this a reconciliation? Mm-hmm. Are they going to have a relationship now as step siblings? What is it? What what's going to go on here? Mm-hmm. And like, it would have been something. It would have made up for the boring first half if this show leaned in a direction. Like if Mizuto and Yume got back in relationship early in this show while being step siblings, and like gave another gave another shot, or like hate fucked or something i don't know that would have been something if mizuto got it on with isana and got they got a relationship that would have been something and i would have loved that because god isana wanted that so fucking bad just well i wanted that so bad like you see the way she was sitting shoes off socks off panties exposed 
Like I would have wanted that for her. Yeah, and because they would have been, been so good together. They, they actually expressed so much fun with each other. Yeah, they they could have been something, but they just you couldn't have that. You couldn't have that. Why would you have that? Why would we have that? Because that's fun, and fun is not profitable. <laughs> fun isn't profitable. Charging you to have fun, that's profitable. <laughs> so, yeah, there is there is something here. And maybe, you know, I, I would like to say that maybe there's something was lost in the translation of light novel to anime. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Maybe. Probably not. But I do know that you can get the get the light novels in English for seven dollars. So take that for what you want. I think I think I actually have one of them because uh, J Novel Club used to. Uh, I used to be a subscriber to J Novel Club, mm-hmm. and they used to give you like free a free book every single month. And I think I I picked this as one for my J Novel account. But who knows? I'll have to log into that, and I don't know if I lost them after I became uh, I stopped subscribing. But I'll keep you updated. Is this line novel still ongoing? It is still ongoing. Damn. Came out in 2018. They're always, always ongoing. They never finish. Light novels don't end. They just stop breathing for a while. I don't get it. How how much can you get out of a story or out of a premise like this to make it go for so long? Here is, as a as your residential light novel expert, let me tell you what happens with this. You go through your typical arc. This is set in a school, right? You know yeah. what arc's going to happen? They're going to have the festival arc. Got to mm-hmm. have the festival arc. Got to have the school festival arc. Got to have the school summer arc, you know? Yeah. There's there's all these stories that are just waiting for you in the slice of life school setting. And that's what they're doing. That's what these stories always do. They always just, they just got to, you got to hit them beats, man. You got to hit them beats like you're playing O's. And that's, that's just what it goes. I mean, I, I just, it's, 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 it's like those serial books. You just... Keep going with whatever story you can get to, so you can just put out more books. Yeah. But you think we you think we want to slide into the final scores and thoughts? Yeah. Let's slide on. Let's slide into those scores. I hate this show. It's bad. It's boring too. It's so boring that it's bad, and that's the worst type of bad, isn't it? It is. Yeah. And that's why I can't get anything out of this. I hated it, but. I, I know that Audrey is a little bit more forgiving than me on some regards because she saw the little kernels of goodness that was in there. Mm-hmm. I saw them. I said, oh, that was pretty cool. But then it went right back to boring me to tears. And Audrey reminded me of the core Odomel rule that we follow here, which is <laughs> baseball good, swimsuit bad. <laughs> so I originally gave this show a three. And then Audrey said, oh, there was a beach episode. And I said, that's right. There was a beach episode. So I have demoted my score to a two. And you know what? It don't feel so bad. I can honestly say Mama Haha is horrible, <laughs> and I feel no remorse for it. Mm-hmm. So two out of ten for me, Chief. Well, this show was agonizingly boring to the point where my brain was fizzling from aggravation at how basic and predictable all of it was. I predicted it all the way back before I even started the show because I saw the title for episode 12, The Gift of My First Kiss, and I said, okay, so we're going to just teeter-tot, tiptoe along this whole series, and then something's going to happen at the last episode. While I was 100% accurate with my prediction, it still 
did end up in that lane where it was actually kind of worse because it got to the point that opened up a lot more questions because we had some questions answered and now we're supposed to read the light novel because that's all this is, a commercial for the light novel. Mm-hmm. What made it so bad for me was that it wasn't just boring or excruciatingly boring, but I saw a lot of good parts in the previous relationship that already started and happened and ended, and we could have had a rare return, like a post-mortem of that relationship in this show with these characters working it out, or maybe not. That would have been good, but we didn't get that. We got more of the same light novel, will they, won't they, uh, I want to kiss you, but we step, we step siblings. Uh, we shouldn't do that. I was bored. I would have hated it, but I did enjoy a good few parts in here, which is why I can't give it such a low score like Matt did. It would have mm-hmm. been just average, an average show, but because of the beach episode, it's bad. It's a bad show. Four out of ten. Dang. I so for a grand score out of a possible twenty. Six. Six. That's a that ain't a good score. That is not a good score. But it doesn't I think I'm gonna set the animiser animiserable sits at five or below. You yeah. know? I mean, reduced down, that's a three out of ten. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it would it would fall in there. Alright. I, I think if it, it's Anna Miserable if it sits, I think, maybe below a 5, possibly a 6 out yeah. of 20. Oh. Was I was I miserable for half of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my same my same thing. I had, mo- I had moments of enjoyment, but that doesn't justify all the suffering. It's <laughs> like saying, like, I was being kicked in the shin over and over again, but at that one point they gave me a lifesaver. So I'm going to give a score. I'm going to give positivities based off that. Absolutely not. My shins hurt. Shins hurt. Legs hurt. <laughs> legs be in pain. Why do we even have legs? You ever bump your shin on the coffee table at night? It's oh, the worst. It is the worst. It's like at nighttime your legs just become super susceptible to any kind of damage. It's because you're drowsy and you're not paying attention. I'm not paying attention even when I'm not drowsy. I just barrel through the barrel <laughs> through my through my living space at maximum speed. Cats be damned. Playing Green Hill Zone in your head. <laughs> the cats just hear my like dong 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 through through the through the house and they're just oh god he's coming and just see me go for the milk going I'm playing Overwatch time for gaming milkies. <laughs> And your uh, stomach, stomach is like, oh no, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> it's it's just every part of me is in pain. <laughs> dunk, 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 milky. <laughs> uh, all right. Smash your shit into the coffee table, and your your milk riddled stomach is like. <laughs> You have to hobble your way to the bathroom. Just hobble. My brain's already in pain because I watched some stupid anime for this podcast and it's just everywhere is an ouchie. Oh, fuck. Speaking of 
pain and misery. You had some assignment for me. What was the assignment? The fucking quiz, Scrub Lord. Okay, yeah, let's segue into that. And one final segment for the show. Uh, I kind of wanted us to get into playing games and doing bonus bits because those are always fun and because other podcasts do them. And uh, <laughs> I want to be just like everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so I recently got this game called Otaku Judge, and it's it's a game where you answer anime questions. So I don't know how to ex- express that more to you. But it, it's kind of cool, kind of neat. But the questions kind of lean on to dumb hard. So I was curious about if Audrey could do any better than me. So we're going to team up and we're going to just for a last little closing bit before we uh, we wrap up. I'm going to do some quick training quizzes with Audrey. She has chosen to do fantasy sci-fi quiz. And so here we go. Which honestly for anime was probably a poor choice. Well, uh, we have three difficulties here. We have easy, normal, and hard. I would do easy because I struggle with easy. Yeah, let's start out with easy. No need to go Rochambeau. All right, here we go with question one for Audrey. Remember, this is science, fiction, and fantasy. So question number one, according to Otaku Judge, the app. Why am I saying this over (laughs) and over again? In the anime, Violet Evergarden, the post office where Violet works, is located in the country of, oh my god, Leidenschaftleek. What is the name of the capital city of Leidenschaftleek? Is it A, London, B, Drossel, C, Leiden, or D, New Tokyo? (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, Drossel. It is not. It is Leiden. (laughs) God damn it. That was the obvious answer. It was the obvious answer. I've, I haven't seen Violet Evergarden yet. Me neither. All right. So I got that one. Question number two. In Death March to the Parallel World Rhapsody, what level does Sato reach with his first magic by killing a large number of monsters? Is it A, level 210, B, level 310, C, level 410, or D, level 9,999. Jesus, fuck. Um, is this a, is this a isekai game? I have no clue. I'm gonna go with, what was it, 210? Yeah. I'm gonna go with 310. You are correct. It is 310. Woo. So you got one out of ten right so far. Woo! Question number three. In Whisper of the Heart, who is the model character in Shizuku Tsukishima's novel? Is it A, Seiji Amasawa, B, Cat Statuette, C, Owner of Chikuya, or D, Father? <laughs> father. That's right. Uh, father, no. help. I'm going to go with, uh, what was it, Cat Statuette? Cat Statuette. Cat, oh, oh no, um, uh. I'm going to go with option A. Seiji Amasawa? Yes. All right. Well, uh, you're wrong. It was Cat Statuette. God damn it. All right. Question number four. In the anime, Neon Genesis Evangelion, who is the voice actor for Ryoji? Is it A, Fumihiko Tachiki, B, Koichi Yamadara, 
C. Tomokazu Seki or D. Akira Ishida? Man, literally any other question about Neon Genesis Evangelion, I probably would have dunked, but the fucking voice actors. Of course. Uh, option B, I don't know. Uh, Koichi Yamadara, Yamadera? Yes. That is correct. It is Koichi Yamadera. Woo, I did not know that. All right, so you got two out of you got two out of ten so far. Uh, this game considers a seven a pass, so no pressure. <laughs> uh, question number five in the anime, Puella Magi Madoka Magica. What does the soul gem embody? Does it a embody the soul? B embody the heart? C embody thought? Or D embody man's dream? Huh? What? could the soul gem have in it what could it have S- <laughs> do uh, you know audience <laughs> can i use a lifeline you may not answer the question <laughs> soul okay yeah duh that was just a gimme that was a gimme all right question number six in overlord how did momonga change the being a bitch part of albedo's flavor text did he change it to a loves momonga b is a pure maiden c hates momonga or d is a good cook hmm also keep in mind i'm changing some of this to be more illiterate because some of this is written like it's by a four-year-old damn uh i'm gonna go with is a pure maiden because that sounds like it would be funnier and like she would be irrationally upset about that Mm, it is actually loves Momonga. God, the obvious, stupid, boring answer. I mean, that's that's what that's. Remember, she's the she's the one that's got the big the big anime boobs and is the one that's like the big waifu of that show. Yeah, so, so which is why I thought. Man, we should watch Overlord. Know. Eh, I watched the first episode. It's not bad. Yeah, I know it's not bad, but I just, I got enough on my plate right now. What's on your plate? What's on um, your plate? Well, if you yeah. listen to our seasonal, our, our uh, weekly catch-ups, then you'll know. Uh, I don't have time to listen to this podcast. <laughs> What's the next question? All right, question number seven. In the anime, Pueli Magi Madoka Magica, what is the name of the Witch of Sweets when she is a magical girl? Is it A, Nagisa, B, Mami, C, Sayaka, or D, Hitomi? Uh, Mami. Uh, it is not Mami, it is A, Nagisa. Mm, damn. Well, you failed, but let's keep going anyways. <laughs> wow, just like college. Wowie zowie. Next question. In Guilty Crown, what do you call the symptom of crystals coming out of the body as the apocalypse virus infection progresses? Is it A, crystal formation, B, voiding, C, assimilation phenomenon, or D, crystallization? I swear to God, if it's crystallization, I'm going to be mad, but I'm going to go with voided. It is not voiding, it's actual crystal formation. That long-ass fucking thing? Yeah. God damn it. All right, question number nine. In the secret world of Arietti, what does Arietti use to pin her hair when she goes to borrow something? Is it A, a rubber band, B, a clothespin, C, tape, or D, fork? A clothespin. Yeah, that is correct. That's because that's a very whimsy item to use. It is a very whimsy item. Uh, Question number ten. 
The final question. In Charlotte, who is the voice actor who voices Shunusuke Otosaka? Is it A, Daisuke Ono, B, Kazuyuki Okitsu, C, Natsuki Hanai, or D, Koki Uchiyama? Option A. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. So that's the only not name I know. That's, that's why I answered it the same way. All right. Well, you got five out of ten. That's not bad. Not terrible. Not awful. Could have been better, but I think, uh, you, you know what? She's pretty good job. Pretty good job. Yeah. Good job. I really don't know anime. I mean, I got, I, for this, for how we did this, I had to answer the questions first. I got six out of 10, so, uh, get better (laughs) scrub, but I also guessed on Mm -hmm. two of them or most of them. I mean, it's fun if you really, uh, there used to be this game quiz up. It's kind of in the, I love quiz up. I love quiz up too. Quiz up was great. Mm -hmm. Especially because you could, you could challenge your friends. Yeah. And you could pick hyper, hyper specific subjects too. Yeah. Like, you know, Batman comics are The Last of Us. It was wild, but unfortunately mm-hmm. it died sometime in 2020. Damn. As the best of us did. But thank you for playing. Uh, You have won a, the, board, the home board game version of Otaku Melancholy. Uh, <laughs> nobody goes home empty-handed. Uh, You know, you roll the dice and roll, spin the wheel and watch an anime. That's how the home board game vo- version works. Roll the dice and scratch the lice. <laughs> That's so oh my. <laughs> speaking of lice that was fun Spe- yeah speaking of lice we have been the otaku melancholy podcast <laughs> <laughs> we've been your hosts matt and audrey catch us every week at our website at otakamelancholy.com where you can find our previous episodes and the other websites where we're hosted or the other streaming sites we're hosted on you can also find our social media our Twitter, Instagram, and Discord, and our Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash otakumelancholy to sub to us for as little as $3 a month to get extra content, including bonus episodes, episodes sometimes when they're early, as well as a whole delightful amount of other things, including access to a super secret Discord channel, and you also get your name shouted out at the end of every episode, including these fine folk, Ikea Plant, Moe Soda Jalvin, Anime of the Week, Cream Puff Coon, Darth Egg, and Chris S. Thank you guys for supporting the podcast. It means a whole, whole lot. And if you also want to you can also you know you can also just join the discord and you know say hey the biggest help you can do however is just sharing the podcast and talking about it with your friends if you have any i'm not judging friends are hard to come by we're in a recession yeah fucking hell (laughs) so just thank you guys so much for listening and speaking of someone who likes it when people listen today's (laughs) quote comes from albert einstein as he once said anime is the collection of prejudices acquired by the age of 13 18 sorry didn't mean to misquote you there albert Oh, man, he's coming for you now. I know he is. He's coming at me at, uh, at the speed of light. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that it's like that. It be like that. It do be like that. And speaking of things, it be like a bye-bye. A take care. Uh, a gambade. And I say it in French. A gambade. Mademoiselle. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon. C'est bon.